Uh, just this evening, I've had the chance to ask two people uh, their opinions. I don't have a strong opinion myself. Well, I might have, but I, I don't give my opinions on this podcast. Uh, but I asked two people or sought their opinions uh, on whether we are going too far or not in, um, in our response to the coronavirus COVID-19 threat. Now, one of those people is an at-risk person. And that person said we should close down the schools immediately. Because um, it just so happens with that person that uh, uh, that person's got himself isolated from the world at the moment, he's highly at risk. Um, yeah, if he catches COVID-19, he's dead. And, um, and a COVID-19 death is a curious one. I talk about that later in this episode. Uh, you are wide awake up to the last instant. You know, you're, um, let's say, you're, you know, you're one minute off death. Uh, you don't go into a hallucinatory phase like a lot of other deaths, you know, as you do with a lot of other deaths. Uh, you know, you kind of, you know, you're sitting there and you say, hmm, one minute to go. Who shall I say goodbye to? You know, and you get on your phone, you say, listen, um, here, g'day, wife. Uh, you haven't seen me for the last week because um, I've been isolated. You haven't seen me for the last three days because I've been isolated. Um, so I'm in isolation. Um, and I've got people with hazmat suits on all around me. You know, I'm going to die alone in about mm, 20 seconds, maybe 30 seconds. So listen, I thought I would just say goodbye. And you are that lucid. You are that lucid. You know, you're fully compensmentous. And what happens to you is you suffocate. Yeah, you look, you'd probably say you'd probably be speaking in a suffocating you know, in the voice of someone who's suffocating. Yeah, I'm struggling to breathe now. Um but you know, totally got my um I've totally got my senses you know, my wits about me, but listen, I'm just about to die. Um so I just wanted to say, listen, thanks for all the fish, you know, because you really did cook a lovely fish every Friday night. So Anyway, uh, I've got about 20 seconds left. Uh, is there anything um, you can add, wife? And she said, and, you know, she might say, listen, I'm really upset about this. And she says, yeah, well, so am I, but, you know. Listen, uh, no time now. Um, but uh, at my funeral, uh, just let them know. Let, I haven't got time to ring everybody. Let everyone know uh, that I said bye. And then she might say, okay. See you later. Husband? Uh, oh, and he's dead, you know. That's, that's how... You know, this is the curious way that people die of COVID-19. Um, I, w- I was listening to a doctor uh, describe it, an Italian doctor who's been watching lots of them die. 
I think there are over a thousand now in Italy, you know, a thousand people have died. Um, and this doctor has just seen person after person after person die, you know, and they've all had a very similar reaction, he said. Uh, no, no hallucination, no, you know, slipping in and out of consciousness. You're just, you're just sitting there just saying, oh my God, I've only got about five minutes to live. Um, anyway, so, uh, listen, someone who's at risk, I heard that person today, you know, just this evening, actually, say, um, I actually want, uh, I, I've got myself covered, um, I've got, you know, I've hoarded enough food, uh, to last me three weeks or so, um, and people have called me selfish for that, but to hell with them, um, and if you can get me some more toilet roll, can you get it for me, you know? Uh, this person, you know, this person has asked me. Uh, sorry, interrupted. Yes, and this person, you know, has said, um, what was I talking about? Oh, uh, can you get me, I want to stock up more on toilet paper and a few other things. But, uh, you know, hoarding, you know, selfish. Uh, but, and, and, I, and I am hunting for more, uh, even now. Um, but, uh, what? Oh, close down all the schools, this person is telling me. That's what I want, you know, right away, because that's my weak point. Uh, because um, the kids, they're in contact with too many people. Everyone else, you know, like, uh, this is where the risk is. Yeah, because myself and my wife are both home, working from home now. Yeah, you know, we've got all our, our laptops set up for Skype business, Skype for business and all this sort of stuff. Um, so we're covered, but this is our weak point, you know. Okay, close the schools immediately. You know, but then I also asked someone who is not in a risk group. You know, what do you think? And that person said, this is absolutely ridiculous. It's over the top. The government is going over the top. Um, already, you know, and that person was upset because the, um, the horse racing was cancelled today. And that person loves the horse racing, lives for it. Um, and her freedoms have been curtailed. Uh, and, and yet we're babysitting her kid today. And, um, and... Now that's interesting, you know. Um, so, so if she is um, a little bit um, cavalier with safety in terms of that, then she must be being cavalier with safety in general, which means the kid we are babysitting today has a higher risk of having COVID-19 right now um, as a result of, you know, the steps she doesn't take. That's interesting. Which means suddenly, yeah, lowest common denominator style, um, we are taking all the risks that she is taking, even though we we are, are being very careful. We've basically self-isolated, our family has. We need to. We've got more than one person. We've got more than two people um, who have uh, either or both massive, massive, I mean, um, underlying health issues at risk, you know, groups, zero immunity, the whole bit, um, ridiculously so, I won't go into the details, or, you know, elderly and, um, massively at risk, you know, both, you know, and, and, you know, just imagine, uh, probably the worst 
um, risks, you know. But everyone's fine. But if we catch COVID nineteen, we're gone. We might, we reckon, we'll lose two people immediately, maybe three. Okay, so that's that. Um, and yet, we agreed to babysit this woman's um, kid, and um, and at the same time, she said we're being absolutely over the top and absolutely ridiculous um, for well even cancelling the horse racing today so obviously she wouldn't be that keen on closing the schools alright uh, this episode is about that roughly uh, you know I'm not, I'm, the, 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 the episode ends up me not accusing any one person of being good or bad I just discuss um, the different perspectives of different people you know, um, sh- you know should healthy Young, and by young I mean, you know, anyone under 50 or 60. I consider myself young in this context too, I'm 56. But I'm healthy and I'm young and all that sort of stuff, you know. Well, for the purposes of this, I'm not going to die of COVID-19. Yeah, all things considered, most likely. Um, Should anyone young, should young people be self-isolating to the maximum extent possible right now? Now, a lot of young people, I mean 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds even, but 30, 40, um, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Uh, It's absolutely ridiculous. The risks are so low compared to how many people have got coronavirus, COVID-19 in Australia, it's over the top to cancel the horse races or to pull all the kids out of school. This is just going over the top. A lot of people really do have that attitude right now. They may change their attitude in the coming days, you know, because COVID-19 is really starting to ramp up. But this is their attitude right now, today. Um, And, uh, you know, a lot of people, I've heard it. Another bloke today said the same thing to me. And and the tone... Excuse me, I just dropped my phone. Um, The tone is absolutely ridiculous. Now, this is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> All right, on with the episode. Um, but as I say, I end up not being judgmental, believe it or not. You know, that sounded very judgmental then. And uh, But I, I go the other way too and really um, get stuck into elderly people too later in this episode for their selfishness. Now, there are no angels... In this episode, no angels. And that's that. On with the episode. I said, no, no. This is what I say or suggest. The sick elderly are also being selfish. All humans are selfish. Well, comma, most. Yes, says my correspondent. I just didn't read it right the first time. I feel bad leaving the house, said says my correspondent here. Um, okay, that's nice of her, actually. Um, and then I carry on, as I do. Um, the sick elderly are selfishly wanting to not die, basically. In the same way, a lot of younger, healthy people have recently been accusing the older people of being selfish on climate change and wealth hoarding. But what I'm saying is, Every demographic, on average, is selfish. And then my correspondent said, oh yeah, we know that one well. 
No, I mean, that one we know well. She speaks better than that. That one we know well, she says. Um, and then I add, which of course means that when Greta Thunberg shakes with rage at the UN and says, how dare you? We do get to kind of say, yeah, shut up, naive child. I haven't heard you speaking out on the actions of young people risking elderly people lately, or indeed on the plight of refugees or your rich Swedish privilege or anything much else lately, actually. I got really unfair there. Oh, dear. But, you know, the point I was making, I wasn't having a... I wasn't bashing Greta Thunberg there. I was basically saying, you know, we've got a situation right now where um, young people are being careless, on average, uh, with the the future of elderly people. You know, they do. I'm, I'm watching them gathering still, and I know some elderly and sick people who are taking extreme measures to isolate themselves from these healthy people because they know the healthy people, young people especially, are still gathering as if there's no problem. So elderly people and sick people right now are afraid of healthy people. And why? Not because they might have coronavirus, but because they are, they are what they can see that the healthy and young people are um, carelessly increasing their own chances of becoming carriers. So they become dangerous. The young people are risking the lives of sick and elderly people. Right, so what I'm getting at is young people are really playing Russian roulette with the lives of elderly people. They don't really care, on average, you know, they don't really care about the future of elderly people. But at the same time, you know, when the climate change was debate, debate was on, young people at, you know, Greta Thunberg at the UN, well, you know, was probably correctly saying, you older people don't care about our future. So what, you got, what you've got all in all is young people don't care about the future of older people, and older people don't care about the future of younger people. Everybody's a bastard. Yeah. Now, there'd be exceptions to that rule, but it does seem like a tendency, doesn't it? A trend? I get a little bit confused between the idea of panicking as a result of the current coronavirus and taking extreme measures in a strategic way. I do get caught between those two ideas and and accidentally do. Uh, and that's later on in the episode. Uh, you know, the, uh, it, uh, the government, for example, of Australia and the governments, our governments worldwide are currently taking extreme measures cancelling football matches, cancelling horse racing, you know, and cancelling all sorts of other things. And um, a lot of people are, are scoffing at all of this, saying this is absolutely ridiculous, panicking this much. Yeah. And 
I myself, in the episode that's coming up, get caught between these ideas, you know, because I um, accidentally buy in a little bit, I think, into the idea that it's panicking, that which people are doing. Uh, But then by the end of the episode, I think I end up uh, erring on the side of the idea that it's not panicking, even though it's extreme uh, response, even though we are taking extreme (laughs) extreme responses. Uh, I've got a speech impediment, by the way, as you've probably noticed over the course of the entire podcast. Uh, um, We are taking extreme measures, I think, as a matter of strategy, not panic. But by the same token, I think there's nothing to stop people observing someone taking extreme measures like cancelling this year's AFL football season and calling it ridiculous panic. Uh, So it becomes an eye of the beholder thing, I think. It's what you think it is. Uh, If you're sick or elderly, you might say this is very responsible decision-making to cancel things like the horse racing and the football and so on and the cricket, if you're sick and elderly. But if you're healthy, you might say, oh, this is ridiculous. The world's gone mad. On with the episode. A graph in the form of a meme has come across my desk. Its purpose was to prompt another episode. Now this graph did not tell a lie. Um, it, uh, It stated that the coronaviruses called... SARS and MERS were each more contagious than the current coronavirus, COVID-19. And the heading of the graph, or meme as it was, was how deadly and contagious... Actually, it said, how contagious and deadly is COVID-19 compared to these other ones and also compared to the Spanish flu and a few other things too. Okay. And it turned out, you know, if you just look, if you were to look at that graph, um, well, it's less deadly and it's less contagious and it's less contagious and it's less deadly. And um, that's okay. Yeah. Um, it's saying what it's saying. Uh, but the question is, what is it saying? Uh, because, um, and this is the thing, when you, uh, when something is proposed to you via a meme or any other method, um, what's one's reaction supposed to be? 
because this this episode is not actually about COVID nineteen, you know, or SARS, or MERS, or bubonic plagues, or um, Spanish flus, or anything else. I'm not actually talking about. I don't, I don't, you know, this episode doesn't want to resolve the, you know, um, whether it's true that SARS and MERS were more deadly and contagious you know, than COVID-19. This, is, uh, this episode's more about how does one react to any meme that one gets, you know. Now, or, you know, if anyone proposes anything to you, you know, how, what's the, how do you approach that, you know? Well, you know, if you've listened to this podcast right through, no one on the planet would, even, and not me either, you know, I couldn't. Too much, too many words, um, but I always go the de- devil's advocate, you know, and um, you know, but what's interesting, I think, is a lot of people would read a meme and go, "Well, uh, what what does happen when memes come through? Uh, a meme like that comes through on social media. There would be a lot of people who would say, "Aha! Why is everyone panicking so much? You know, COVID nineteen is not nowhere near as bad." as SARS or MERS, you know, and it's much, much, nowhere, absolutely nowhere near as bad as Ebola, because that was on the graph too. Not even in the same ballpark, and the world's gone mad, look at it, you know, like just overnight, it just came through on my news feed, Donald Trump in the United States of America has declared a state of emergency over COVID-19. He never stated, he never um, declared a state of emergency over SARS or MERS or Ebola. Um, so, when this, when a graph comes across your desk like this and says, and the, the, you know, and the heading reads, because the heading is not, you know, the, the heading should reflect what the graph says. And I think the heading on that graph was not so good. How deadly and contagious yeah, is COVID-19. Yeah. And if you didn't have that sort of instinct to doubt, you know, Jesus said, don't doubt. And this is half the problem with um, Jesus-style thinking, you know. Jesus said, don't doubt. If I tell you something, believe it, you know. And if you just looked at that graph and you were a policymaker in a, in a country, you would never declare a state of emergency over COVID-19, you know. You would never cancel all football games for the coming season, which I think we're about to do. Um, you would never shut down the entire... Uh, public transport system in a major city, like I think we're about to do, and a lot of other countries have already done. You would never close all schools in the country, like I think we're about to do, and a lot of countries have done. Yeah, and you wouldn't have blanket media media coverage, like we have. Uh, but it just turns out that, despite the fact that COVID-19 according to that graph, is less contagious and more deadly than 
the other two coronaviruses of, of recent times, being uh, SARS and MERS, even though it's less contagious and less deadly than those two, it's being caught by more people and it's killing more people and it's going to kill massively more people. How can this be? You know, How can you have a graph that is not telling a word of a lie say and prove and show and demonstrate that COVID-19 is clearly less contagious and clearly less deadly in terms of spread rate and mortality rate. How can that be and at the same time the following be the case? And the following is this. Uh, those two other coronaviruses killed 800 and something people. Um, and... Uh, oh, later. Four thousand seven hundred. I said later before because I actually didn't know how many people this one has killed so far, and it might end up ten thousand. Um, okay, I, I I actually forget what train of thought I was on before, uh, because it's much later in the day now as I speak this than it was when I spoke the other bit. Um, but whatever I was talking about back then. Um, I think what I was driving at is that um, I saw a graph once about a day ago. Um, right now, um, everything in the world changes every 20 minutes. So, you know, if you saw something yesterday, it's long ago in terms of news flashes, you know, uh, breaking news, news headlines. You know, it's, it's a long time ago yesterday. Uh, maybe only 4,200 people had died uh, by midnight last night, and it's 4,700 by today. Uh, and, you know, probably no doubt there are 500 people alive right now who will be dead uh, by midnight tonight in the world uh, due to coronavirus. Oh, I just read um, that you die in a very interesting way when you die of coronavirus, um, you're, you are completely compassmentous uh, up to the last minute, or up to the last instant. You die completely lucid. You know, when you die of, in many other ways, in, uh, you kind of uh, go into a blurry, glurry, flurry state. Um, you, know, you kind of... Um, I actually don't know much about death, but you die. By the time you're dead, you're hallucinating and all this sort of stuff, you know, when it comes to a lot of other ways of dying. But with coronavirus, um, I, I was reading something from an Italian doctor who was uh, today, just now, about 10, 20 minutes ago, who was reporting what the experience is like as you die of coronavirus. And what people are doing is, right up to the last instant they are dying, they're aware that they've probably got one minute left, 30 seconds left, 25 seconds left, 20 seconds left, you know. He said they kind of know just before it kicks in, the death. 
And what they're saying is, you know, and completely lucidly and saying, listen, please, these are the last people I want to say goodbye to uh, because they're in isolation by this stage, you know. They haven't had any contact with their loved ones for a while. They've been isolated, so they die alone. And what they're saying to the doctors, um, who I assume are all... Uh, they, they, the doctors must look like space people by now. Uh, what is it called? Hazmat or something? You know, the way they dress up and they're completely... You know, they look like aliens. Anyway, uh, the last thing you get to do uh, just before you die is to say, listen, I'm going to give you six names. Please tell them I love them and all this, you know. So that's um, it's interesting. Uh, you're lucid right up to the last second. Uh, so you know exactly what's happening and you, you kind of say, listen, see you later. Okay, now, um, and this could happen to me too, by the way. You know? I'm, I'm, I'm speaking this in a slightly uh, sociopathic way uh, because what else do you do? You know? uh, okay, now, yeah, so th- look, this, this coronavirus... Uh, that we have at present is less contagious and less deadly than the other ones, MERS and SARS. Uh, but somehow, magically, it's going to end up kill- killing many, many, many more people. Uh, now, um, the, pe- the type of people it's going to kill is more on the side of the sick and the elderly. Uh, but if it keeps going this way, it might even kill more healthy people just on pure n- numbers. Um, it does remind me of, you know, do you want to get attacked by something really deadly on the surface, you know, like a, um, like a, a marauding uh, charge of Scotsmen back in ancient times, hollering and screaming and waving battle axes or whatever they used to wave and charging towards you, ready to just slash you and hack you to death, you know. So, you know, that's the sort of deadliness of... Mars, no, not Mars, MERS and SARS. <laughs> uh, SARS and MERS, Mars, SARS. Now, um, you know, they remind me, that those two things, they're more deadly. You know, that's more deadly than a very methodical Roman army um, who is just marching slowly towards you uh, at one kilometre per hour. Uh, um, so who would you choose? You know, do you want to go up against those Scots or do you want to go up against that Roman army that is just inching towards you? Yeah, and um, this COVID-19, uh, especially if you're sick and elderly, is like the Roman army inching towards you. You've got plenty of time to think about it. Um, it's, you know, it's not as in your face deadly but you are going to be, you haven't got much chance of surviving in comparison to the other one. You know, the other one, look, if you're just sitting in a suburb like Essendon here in Victoria in Australia, the chances back then of getting killed by SARS or MERS was extremely low. Um, but your chances right now of getting killed by COVID-19 is quite a lot higher. And yet at the same time, you know, I see memes on social media saying, ha, ah, COVID-19, uh, not as deadly. Hmm. 
But if I was sick or elderly especially, I might say, it's strange, it's not as deadly, and yet I'm more scared. So what's going on? You know? Now, you can work all that out. You probably know all that. You know, you know the reasons for that better than I do. Um, the funny thing is, just on sheer numbers, if it kills a lot of people, and it looks like it's going to, even though your percentage chance of getting killed once you catch it is lower if you're a healthy person, even if you're a healthy person, um, just on sheer weight of numbers because it seems that it's going to kill a lot more people than SARS, uh, SARS, SARS and MERS uh, put together. Um, even if you're a healthy person, your chances of dying full stop if you're a healthy person who hasn't got it, well, that means it's higher than your chances if you're a healthy person back when SARS and MERS were around were uh, of dying yeah. um, but anyway all that be as it may you, know, you can do all the maths on that uh, but without further ado now I was just involved in a text conversation now let's just read it um, and it doesn't matter who I was talking to uh, now what did I write aha I said I think I have my distinction now, this is between... I was talking about the difference between COVID-19. And with my texts and my episodes, I don't have a, a, um, an educated opinion. I, I like to think things through aloud. You know, I don't go pontificating online. I figure things out aloud. I think aloud. That's different than having an opinion and just spraying it, you know. I, I work things out as I go. And, 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 you know, one hears the journey, not the destination. Right. Aha! I think I have my distinction, I texted, you know. And, and by the way, there are plenty of people who know a lot more about all of this than I do. Everyone on Facebook, for example, I bet. <laughs> not on Facebook, but if I was, I bet you they are all experts, right? Now, COVID-19... More deadly for humanity because it's a quiet assassin. I don't know if I got the words just right there. SARS and MERS more deadly to you if you happen to come face to face with it. Yeah, I meant them. And there's an extra layer on top of that. COVID has a particular preference for elderly people and people with health issues. Taken as a whole, on straight death count, COVID will probably end up killing heaps more sick and elderly people than the other two. Especially since healthy people, on average, think it's silly to... Now, what I meant by here, and I corrected myself later, is to take extreme measures, you know, such as cancelling the horse racing today and cancelling the footy and, you know, cancelling everything else, the Easter show in Sydney and all that sort of stuff, right? It's silly to take extreme measures, um, as we are, even though sick and elderly people are begging them to take extreme measures, not for themselves, but for others. Open brackets, that will fall on deaf ears, mostly. I've listened to both healthy people and sick elderly people. Read the latter, I've got huge insight into that. And they are on a completely different page. Oh, so they are on completely different pages. Deep down, healthy people think sick elderly people are being selfish and unreasonable. 
um, because um, you know, healthy people are being forced to not gather and all that sort of stuff. And they're in lockdown and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, healthy people are being forced into lockdown. This is what I'm getting at. Even though the chance of them dying is next to nothing. Now, actually, I text, you know, because I'm thinking aloud. I should have said, taken as a whole, on straight death count, COVID will definitely end up killing heaps more people than the other two and that it will definitely kill more sick elderly people than the other two and may or may not kill more healthy people than the other two by the time it's finished and then you know my correspondent said is that because they are in the minority and yet are most impacted you know and I said yep <laughs> uh, now um so so now I'll scroll down because we just, uh, oh, then that person said a, a meme from somebody that says, if the coronavirus has taught us anything, it is the lengths people will go to when desperate. Next time you want to judge boat people, refugees, migrants fleeing war-torn land, remember we fought over toilet paper. Well, actually, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, uh, the desperation I'm watching now is not about toilet paper. But anyway, uh, I, I couldn't even come at that. So I just said, agree with that post just there. <laughs> I didn't even know what to make of it. Um, anyway, um, my correspondent said, the government told us not to panic, though. You see, what I had said in my earlier uh, uh, post is, because um, I was correcting myself as I was texting it, uh, because I was wrong, I said, even though sick and elderly people are begging them to panic, not for themselves, but for others, right? And to that, you know, because I often say how I'm wrong, um, I said, okay, I will reword it. Um, and that's when I said, especially when, oh, sorry, that's when I wrote, especially since healthy people on average think it's silly to uh, take extreme measures so much about it, even though sick and elderly people are begging them to take extreme measures, not for themselves, but for others. Um, okay. And then I wrote, that, is, that one is what I think you are right, I said to my correspondent. And then my correspondent said, but what do you mean they are not for themselves, but for others? You mean their families? So that they don't have to grieve earlier? And then... I kick in with what I, th I started to make sense here, I think. No, I mean they want people to take extreme measures for the sick elderly people whom the healthy people are killing by deliberately increasing their own risk of being the carriers. On the logic that for healthy people, the risk of being carriers is not a risk of dying, but it is a risk of other people dying. You see, I hadn't expressed myself well earlier. And then my correspondent says, oh, okay, I didn't read it right. But what she means there is I didn't write it right. You know? And then I, I start to make more sense here in the texts, I think. And I wrote, I had this situation today. Someone I know is furious that today's horse racing has been cancelled. She's pacing about saying people are so ridiculous, ridiculous. I was basically saying, you know, we've got a situation right now where 
um, young people are being careless on average uh, with the li- the future of elderly people you know they do I've, I'm, I'm watching them gathering still and I know some elderly and sick people who are taking extreme measures to isolate themselves from these healthy people because they know the healthy people young people especially are still gathering as if there's no problem so elderly people and sick people right now are afraid of healthy people and why not because they might have coronavirus but because they are, they are what they can see that the healthy and young people are um, carelessly increasing their own chances of becoming carriers so they become dangerous the young people are risking the lives of sick and elderly people right so what i'm getting at is young people are really playing russian roulette with the lives of elderly people they don't really care on average you know they don't really care about the future of elderly people yeah but at the same time you know when the climate change was debate debate was on young people at you know Greta Thunberg at the UN well, you know was probably correctly saying you older people don't care about our future so what you got what you've got all in all is young people don't care about the future of older people and older people don't care about the future of younger people everybody's a bastard yeah now there'd be exceptions to that rule but it does seem like a tendency doesn't it a trend yeah on average now I'll, I'll finish with a question not a statement on average right now now are young people being um, carelessly cavalier with the health of elderly people do they actually not care very much and vice versa with elderly people on climate change yeah now this may or may not be true look i'm an i'm an older person but i actually i think yeah look take me you know, look individual cases don't count yeah me personally whatever i am selfish or not really doesn't matter to the statistics of what i'm talking about but you know someone like me i've got kids and so obviously i care about um the future of my kids more than i care about my own future you know most parents would be like that and yet Greta Thunberg kind of I think was pointing the finger at me and saying you don't care about us young people I said well I have got three children under 16 I uh, kind of do care about them I'm them I'm pretty sure what's going on here and yet I'm still driving a car with fossil fuels it gets all confusing it's very hard to moralize that that's a good way to finish it's very hard to moralize